What's up, everybody? This is From the Grave to Grace podcast, where we will be digging into the Bible and looking at building our relationship with Christ. Thank you guys for listening, and I hope you enjoy the episode. All right. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Tim back with you again today. Super excited to dig into what we're going to dig into today. Um, We're going to be talking about the turning point for the Christian faith. We're going to talk about the historical moment that proved to Christians that Jesus Christ was not just another man, but he was in fact the son of God. Uh, He wasn't just Uh, you know, a good prophet or a smart man, as some religions may say, he is God. And we're going to talk about the moment where that was absolutely proven and undoubtedly the coolest moment in history. But first, I'm going to say a prayer and ask the Lord's blessing on the segment. Father God, I pray that you will bless my words this morning as, uh, as I sit here in my room and I have my Bible out and I try to speak these words to the people who will listen and Uh, that they would come across smoothly and I would have no trouble, you know, thinking of what I need to say, but that I could use your word and that you would uh, use me to get this message across the way it needs to be taken. And uh, I pray all that in your name. Amen. All right, we're back again um, to another time of year where people are celebrating a a religion, or not a religion, excuse me, a holiday for, for all the wrong reasons. Uh, we're Obviously, we're talking about Easter. You know, this is two days after Easter. Easter is such a special, special, special time. You know, Christmas is special. Easter, wow, what a day. What a day Easter Sunday was, you know, when Jesus Christ was resurrected, when he came back from the dead, when it seems that death had won and Jesus, Jesus was gone and all of that the day that all of that turned around what an amazing day that had to have been and we're going to discuss that today and I'm super excited to talk about it um and and we really need to focus on the fact that Easter is literally like I said earlier the turning point for our faith if Jesus Christ wasn't resurrected from the dead what what would we have faith in? What proof would we, would we have that he was the son of God or he was just another man? What what would the Bible, what would scriptures be like if we read all the way up to his death and then that was it? And then after it, it was just stories told about him. Jesus was a good man until he was gone. He saved us from our sins, we think. He never came back, so we'll never know. We get to see in scripture here that he came back three days later. And there were multiple, multiple, multiple eyewitness accounts that show that Jesus Christ came back from the dead after dying on the cross for our sins. And how amazing is that? Here we are, Easter Sunday, uh, kids hunting eggs, uh, dressing in our nice, fancy, light-colored clothes, and talking about the Easter bunny, and handing out Easter baskets, and we're not even really thinking too much about what that day was. Of course, every Christian household is going to say, we know the real reason for the day. You know, Christ is risen. That's what we're going to celebrate. Let's go ahead and do this Easter egg hunt anyways for the kids. You know, they'll have a good time. And there's nothing wrong with that. But that's about the extent of our focus on the true meaning of Easter Sunday. So I'm going to go through and I'm going to talk about the resurrection today, but I'm going to start 
I'm going to start with the death of Jesus. I'm going to start with the death of Jesus. I'm going to be looking at Luke chapter 23, and I'm going to start in verse 44. So just listen as I read. This is after he's been nailed to the cross, um, and after the spear, or excuse me, and after the um, sponge on his head with the vinegar or whatever. This is after uh, one of the thieves on his side said, if you are the Christ, save yourself. And the other said, do you not fear God? You know, and then, you know, after him saying, truly, I tell you today, you'll be with me in paradise. This is afterwards. So I'm going to start in verse 44. And it says this, it was now about the sixth hour and darkness came over all of the land until the ninth hour. While the sun was darkened and the veil of the temple was torn in the middle. Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he gave up the spirit. He's dead. It's over. His, his, his worldly body has died. His heart stopped beating. His blood stopped pumping. It was over. It was over. It says here in scripture, he gave up the spirit. It left his body. Christ was dead. We're going to move on to the burial of Jesus. Starting in verse 50. Now there was a man named Joseph, a member of the council, who was a good and just man. He had not consented to their council. Indeed, he was from Arimathea, a city of the Jews, and he himself was also waiting for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. He then took him down, wrapped him in linen, and placed him in a hewn tomb where no one had ever been buried. It was the day of preparation and the Sabbath was drawing near. The woman who came with him from Galilee followed, and they saw the tomb and how his body was placed. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointment. On the Sabbath they restored, excuse me, and on the Sabbath they rested according to the commandment. So we look at the death. Christ gave up his spirit. He died. He was dead. And we look at the burial of Jesus. There were witnesses. The women who came with him from Galilee followed and saw the tomb and how his body was placed. There were witnesses of him being placed in the tomb and the stone being pushed in front of it. Jesus was dead and Jesus was underground. So we have witnesses placing him in the tomb. You know, Jesus can't get out. Or so it seems. Here we are in Luke 24, verse 1, and it starts talking about the resurrection of Jesus. So let's read starting in verse 24. Now on the first day of the night of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb bringing the spices they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. And when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were greatly perplexed, Concerning this, suddenly two men stood by them in shining garments. 
As they were afraid and bowed their faces to the ground, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he has risen. Remember how he spoke to you while he was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and on the third day will rise again. Then they remembered his words, and they returned from the tomb and reported all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene and Joanna, Mary the mother of James and other women with them, who told these things to the apostles. But their words seemed like fables to them, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb, stooping down, where he saw the linen clothes lying by themselves. He departed, wondering himself what had happened. So, we go from the death, we go to the burial, where there are witnesses of both, and then all of a sudden Jesus is gone. Here are the disciples and and Mary, and they're wondering what had happened. They were confused. They were scared. They didn't know what had happened. It even says these were fables to them. Sounded like fairy tales when they came back and said, hey, these two guys showed up in shining clothes. Jesus' body was gone, and they told us he was alive. Come on. It sounded like fables to them. (laughs) They didn't believe it. Even after they had been through everything they had been through with Jesus Christ and he told them he told them the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men be crucified and on the third day rise again even though Jesus Christ told them this here they are on the third day when Jesus Christ has risen and they don't believe it Here's the cool thing about Christ's resurrection. He reappeared to so many people. um, I believe, I want to say it was a little over 500 people who saw Jesus after his resurrection. Beginning in verse 13 in Luke 24, it says this. He says, it says, now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, I guess. However you say it about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about all these things that had happened. And while they were, while they communed and reasoned together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing them. He said to them, what kind of communication are you sharing with one another while you're walking and are sad? One of them named Cleopas, Cleopas answered him, are, the only for, are you the only foreigner in Jerusalem who does not know what has happened there in these days? He said to them, what things? So I'm not going to read anymore because that's just a really long story. But that's his first appearance to somebody after his resurrection. 
If we pick up in verse 36, this is when he appears to his disciples. And as they were saying this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be unto you. They were terrified and frightened and supposed that they saw spirit. He said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet, that it is myself. Feel me and see me. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. When he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they yet disbelieved for joy and wondered, he said to them, Do you have any food here? I was like, my kind of guy. They gave him a piece of broiled fish and some honeycomb, and he took it and ate before them. Jesus said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. He said to them, Thus it is written, and accordingly it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to raise from the, rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And look, I am, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high. When we think about that day, imagine being there and following Jesus throughout his mission, him being murdered in front of you, three days of sadness and grief, and then on the third day it was like it never happened. Here Jesus was with the holes in his wrists and in his feet and in his side. Resurrected from the dead, showing showing us that he is God. You know, it's hard for us in today's age to wrap our mind around those things. But my Bible is holy and infallible. Jesus Christ was raised from the dead and That's the reason we have the hope that we have today. It's not about the Easter bunny. It's not about the candy or the egg hunts. It's about the fact that our Savior was murdered and nailed to a cross to cover our sins. And buddy, we got plenty of them. This isn't some fairy tale. This isn't some dream that somebody had and jotted down in a book that they just decided to name the Word of God. These are real life happenings. Jesus Christ lived. He died. And then he lived again. The true meaning for Easter... is the day that the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ fulfilled all which he spoke in the scripture. I will be handed to the I will be put in the hands of sinful men. I will suffer and on the third day rise again.
right here in Luke 24, verse 46, he actually says it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. He paid the price. I talked about this a few weeks ago. He paid the price for our sin. We don't owe him anything. He doesn't ask for anything in return. He just wants us to know how much he loves us. Christ died for our sins and was raised the third day to prove to us he is God. He wasn't just a man who knew a lot of things about God that had some followers. He was God. And he raised himself from the dead on the third day to prove that. And that's what Easter is about. I pray that we can view every day and be as thankful every day as we are on Easter Sunday for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Without the resurrection, it would be a lot harder for us to believe that he was who he says he was. I encourage you, there is a man, or is a man named Lee Strobel. And he wrote a book, and there's actually a movie about it, and it's called The Case for Christ. And I'm not going to go into full detail about it, because that would take so long. But I encourage you, I, I strongly encourage you to look up Lee Strobel on YouTube and listen to The Case for Christ. It's about a 45-minute testimony that he does. And I'll just go ahead and say Lee Strobel was a... Atheist. He was an atheist. He hated the idea of Christianity. He did not believe it. He wanted no part of it. You know, when his wife got saved, he thought she was crazy. He wanted a divorce from her. He was total atheist. And it was it was his idea because he didn't want to lose his wife to try and disprove the resurrection because he knew without the resurrection, Christians had basically nothing. Basically, we just followed a guy who died at one point, and that was it. So he set out to disprove the resurrection of Jesus Christ and ended up getting saved and finding the love that God had for him because as he dug further and further into history's documents and letters and theologians and stuff like that, he actually found a lot of documents proving the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I would encourage you to look up Lee Strobel's story and take a look at it. Um, but I hope and pray every day we can we can view every day as Easter and and be thankful for the sacrifice and the resurrection and just be in awe of the goodness of God because he didn't have to do that for us. He wanted to do that for us because he loved us so much. He didn't want us to suffer. We, he wanted us to have a way out. And that, that's all I have for today. I just want you to understand that without the resurrection that's proven in scripture and through historical documents that you should really go look up. Through, you know, without the resurrection, we would have nothing. And that's what Easter is all about.
Father, I pray that you used me the way you saw fit. I pray that I listened to you as I spoke. I pray that your words came through. Uh, and I pray that we could view every day as and be as thankful every day as we are on Easter Sunday for the sacrifice that you gave in the resurrection of your body. I pray all this in your name. Amen.